Welcome to Define You Radio, After Dark Conversations, where real people have unfiltered conversations about the topics that influence the way we think, feel, and move. Each week, with your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. Welcome to Define You Radio, After Dark Conversations. I am your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. And today, we are discussing the talk. You know, the talk that you have with your black children about the world and them being black in the world. Joining the conversation tonight are my queens, Queen LaVon and Queen Shannon. Queen, say hello. Hello. I'm hoping we keep the same energy throughout the show. (laughs) (laughs) This one, I don't know. This one might go left, honey. I know. <laughs> okay. Y'all already know how I'm feeling. <laughs> okay. I, I hear the bass. I hear the bass. So, um, Queen LaVon, did you come out of 2020 feeling people were were more or less racist? I would say I didn't feel either people were more or less I just think we became more aware uh-huh. of the hidden racism. Uh-huh. You know, somebody shine the spotlight. Uh-huh. <laughs> Queen Shannon, I, I hear I hear it. I agree. I, I agree. I mean, I one hundred percent agree. Um they I think, you know, a lot of them were hidden for so for such a long time and they finally felt like they were able to be free and, and we just began to learn about them. So I don't think that, you know, it was more or less, I think it was stuff that was always there, just never exposed. Mm-hmm. I I came out or during 20, I felt like people, I was aware of it more. So I took this approach. You're racist until I, until otherwise. <laughs> that That's how I went. Um, I think I mentioned maybe on a previous show or a private conversation about what happened uh at the post office because I, you know, this poor older white lady, I probably looked like I was about to murk her <laughs> or something. Oh I don't my know, God. but I think I mean I did definitely like that's the attitude I took. Like until you prove otherwise, I'm just you're you're racist. But I could, you know, if, if I'm 100, I know that that probably makes me a little racist because I, I was like, nobody's safe. If if you wasn't brown or my husband or a few people related to him, you were racist. So that means that goes for Asians, Mexicans, whatever, whatever else. So it wasn't just like white people, uh-huh. you know. Um, and so I, I really kind of was just like, you know, Mason 10 and however it go from, from that. Um, but I think for, for, for black people, I think for, for black people, it was like, mm, we, we've been, we've been new this, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we've been what they call it a uh, microaggressions. And I think the microaggressions 
came other aggressions. I got definitely pissed off from all the I forgive videos and all the um, all the extra because personally, I feel like when you when somebody's being racist, it's caught on video, it blows up, whatever you come back and forgive. To Mm -hmm. me, that's that's like giving a pass to the other people that's racist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's okay as long as you say you're sorry, right? Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, Mm-mm. we ain't with that. Not. <laughs> don't tell me you're sorry. So show, show me your actions of being sorry. Yeah, you I don't want to hear the words. I, I'm my, I forgive nothing. P- period. You look oh. at me sideways. I don't forgive you. You know. <laughs> so let let y'all have how deep look. I had 43, almost 44 years in this thing. I look, I'm, but I'm just saying like all that, that for forgiveness um, talk or they didn't mean to do it or this was, you know, it slipped and, you know, whatever. And I'm, I'll say that I've said some things that other people may probably consider they're racist. You know, I've said, I've said, I've, and no stuttering it's just my mouth dry um i've said some things that other people may take a certain way but i at my age it's like i don't i it's i don't care if it don't apply let it fly period especially you know with me being a foster mom now and i'm seeing some things i really don't like um dealing with the system i have said some some I don't want to say ugly because it um, if it don't apply, let it fly. Period. You know, Pretty much. Um, that's my thing. And then it, for anybody that, you know, God forbid something happens to you and it, it does go viral mm-hmm. and a person apologize and you want to get online saying you accept their apology, please make it clear that that's just for you. That's not exactly. for black people across the hall because you're going you know, right. Like me, right. Thinking, you know, because somebody forgave somebody and, oh, they just had a racist moment. Mm -hmm. That's like saying I had a black moment. No, I'm black 24 seven. That part. Mm -hmm. This is not just a moment. This is is what it is. Right. So next time somebody wants to, you know, I forgive them for being racist. Make sure you make it clear. It's just about you. Because. You somebody gonna get maced and hurt behind somebody else thinking black people forgive across the board. No. Don't know if there are black people like that. Maybe it's a whole family of forgivers. I just that's not my DNA. But it's not a one for all. Right. And somebody needs to put that on the shirt. I forgive <laughs> nothing. I'm gonna Google it. I bet it's a shirt that it say might that. Be Okay, so we're going to bring this back to children. <laughs> we're going to have to talk about our feelings another show. Um, but what's the what's the name of it? Between the World and Me. Tana Hasi Coates' book. Mm-hmm. I, ne- I never read it, so I'm not even going to lie. And But now there's, um, like, they made it into, like, a thing where... Because basically it's like him writing a letter to his 15-year-old self or his 15-year-old son. I'm not exactly sure. But basically about how dealing with the world and things he's seeing as a as a black man. Which is one of the reasons why I want to have this discussion. Um, 
at what point okay i know levon has i'm guessing you've like have you sat your kids down even though they're they're grown have y'all did you sit down and have quote unquote the talk with them oh yeah most definitely um growing up because you know when they're smaller kids kids play with kids they just play with kids right um they don't see any color they just know this is my friend and having to explain um to them and i want to say maybe the first conversation maybe around four and six two Mm -hmm. and four they were very young um and I just remember my husband and I, we were at a laundromat um, and my son had, you know, he, he, he was a friendly, he was a very friendly little kid and was playing. And I remember what the parent of this child came and snatched that child up so quick, mm-hmm. like, you know, and you can tell the almost like disgust. And the way they treated the child, like, you know, you know, and they were saying, well, you know better, you shouldn't be over here and you're not supposed to do this. But then to see the child, you know, looking like confused, like, why can't I play? I just want to play and, you right. know, having try and then me recognizing it, you know, my husband, and I recognize him, like, okay, we, how do you tell your child you can't, they can't go play with somebody? Mm. Um, and so at that point, you know, we had to tell them, you know, not everybody's going to like you. Um, and it won't be because you've done anything wrong, but it's just because the color of your skin. And mm-hmm. of course, even going into school, once they got to um, school age, having that conversation. And that is a real conversation that parents need to have if they're not having that with their kids, you know, telling them everyone is not going to be your friend and everyone is not going to like you. And right. sometimes it's not going to have anything to do with the way you treated them or the way you are anything that you've done or said is simply because you were not born the color they thought was superior. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, you and of course, having a male son, that is something we've had to communicate, I would say, even more because, you know, and I hate to say it, but we've had we ha- actually had a teacher when my son was in the second grade, you know, that told us, you know, she pulled us to the side and said, um, you know, I just want y'all to be aware that your son, you have to treat your son with um, a lot of care and attention. And she said, do not allow the system to tell you um, or stereotype him because she said you are your son literally has like three strikes against him coming into school. He's black. He's smart. And he's a boy. Mm. And I mean, we had a teacher actually tell us that and he and going through school, especially knowing his intelligence and he is very smart. And to see how that some people didn't like that, like it was a it was wrong for him to be smart and to be black and to be male. Mm. It was like a threat. So the conversations that parents have to have. Queen Shannon. Same question. I'm sorry. Shannon, you're on mute. Yeah, I'm here. There we go. Okay. Um, I have had that conversation with him. I cannot say. I remember having the conversation with him when he was little, but not so in depth. Um, but we've had that conversation here. Actually, probably within the past couple of weeks, we kind of 
touch on it again every so often. Um, you know, especially with considering, you know, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube and a lot of mm-hmm. stuff on, you know, just different platforms they're on, TikTok, all these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's out there. And of course he has questions. You know, he's only 12, but he's has questions. Well, why is this? Why is that? Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, pretty much like um, Queen LaVon said, I have to explain to him, but first of all, you've got, you know, three strikes against you coming into this mm-hmm. world. You're black, mm-hmm. you're a male, um, and <laughs> you're, you're intelligent. You know, mm-hmm. you've, you've got three things against you already and you're going to have to fight most of your life. And I don't mean physically fight, but you know, I had explained to him, it's not a physical fight. And you know, truth be told, there may be times where it may come to you wanting to do that, but we try not to do that. I mean, I just got to be honest with him. I'm not going to tell him, yo, you're not going to get into fights. No, that's crazy because it's, it, I don't know. I don't know anybody, you know, I mean, we, we see videos on Instagram where people walk up on guys and just want to try them. We see it happen all the time. So, you know, I have to try to tell him, you know, you have to be prepared for it every day. And, you know, him being 12, he has a lot of questions of like, well, what did we do to them to make them want to treat us like that? What, mm-hmm. it, you know, what, it, what, it, you know, what, like, and, and I, I really, I don't have an answer for him. You know, I can't tell him what we did because as far as I can, can research and find out there, I don't see what we did that would have caused the reactions that we get. Um, you know, so I have to t- try to explain it to him the best way I can. Um, I do try to get him some reading material. I had him um, do some research and reading on, um, I believe his name is Ada Benga, um, 21 year old black male that they kidnapped from Africa. Um, this was even after slavery and everything. Kidnapped him from Africa and locked him in the Bronx Zoo like he was an animal on display. Mm. Um, and just, you know, was there and, and it took some years for some people to actually, you know, voice their opinion. Of course, it wasn't black people. It had to be white people to say, well, hey, this isn't right. We need, you don't need to have him. He's not a monkey. He's not, he's a human being. He doesn't need to be in there. And, you know, when they finally did release him, he ended up shooting and killing himself. Mm. Um, because he couldn't understand why they were doing what they were doing to him. Like he, he couldn't grasp any of that. And I had, you know, I've, I've had him do the research on that and had him to see, and, and, and it hurts that I'm going to be honest. It really hurts that I even should have to talk to my child about this. Yeah. To have to tell him, son, you know, you got to be on your P's and Q's, stay on your guard, you know, you're intelligent. So, you know, these are the reasons why I push you like I do for school and stuff and why I push you to focus and to understand that life is not about some Jordans. Life is not about Michael Kors. Michael, you know, this is why I'm trying to teach you that that's not what what it's about. I need you to understand and grasp the deeper pieces of what's there. And I shouldn't have to Am I, I, I don't, I mean, eventually, but at 12, I don't think I should have to, but because it's thrown in his face and I can hear even at 12, the anger that he has behind it, you know, he don't trust police at all. He, he does not trust them. And when he was little, there was that innocence and he would just walk up to police and just talk to him. And, you know, he was, he didn't care. He didn't think about it, but now it's <laughs> mama, why that police looking at me? Mm-hmm. What what he want with us, mm-hmm. and I hate that he has to feel that way. 
you know, and, and uh, truth be told, I, I will be honest. I've cried about that many of times. Like, why, why, like, why is that? Like, I just, I don't get it. And I, I don't guess I'll never get it that I have to sit here and, and school him on. Well, you know, when someone you start to learn how to drive, we'll cover how you need to do things when you drive and we'll go over that. You know, when you, when you get start going, actually get old enough and go out, I need you to be mindful of your surroundings, which you make sure you're out with the right group of people. If you see somebody walking up, I understand if, if it ain't your cousins and, or somebody you're real cool, close with walk away from the whole situation. You, I, I you know, I don't know. It just, it bothers me that we have to have these kinds of conversations. Because for a fact, white people are not having these conversations ever at all with their children. They don't yeah. have to. I mean, if we're just going to be honest, they don't, ha- they never have to think about, oh, well, if the police pulls you over, you just call me. That's the only thing they're going to tell them. You called me. Mm-hmm. Us, we got to tell them, keep your hands on the steering wheel up at 10 and 2. Don't move unless he say so. Don't back mouth. Don't, don't sit. Just, just mm-hmm. answer him like you need to answer yes, him and pray that you get out of it and we can handle it when you get out of it. Because hmm. at this point, it's life or death. At that very moment that they supposedly just traffic stop a ticket, it's life or death for you as a black male. Hmm. And that's, you know, it's crazy to me. So, I mean, I had the conversation. I continue to have the conversation. Like I said, every couple of weeks, we kind of, you know, revisit it, depending on if he sees something sooner and he has questions or he wants to know certain things. But yeah, I've, I've and I, I, the way I feel about it, I'm probably going to have to continue to have these conversations with mm-hmm. him, you know, until probably for the rest of his life, but at least until he's grown. Hmm. I, um, and I hear it in y'all voice and it, it, it pisses me off to have to have the conversation, you know, um, mm-hmm. And I remember as far as with, with Cam, just, you know, trying to, I can't remember how old he was, but I kind of did what my mama did. Meaning, anybody ever call you ninja? Fight. No questions. Mm-hmm. You, you know, mm-hmm. you punch them dead in their throat or something of that nature. Um, and really, that's literally what my mama did but um or tell me and so I kind of told him that because I was like okay he could easily relate to that as being a a bad word something nobody's supposed to say um because I didn't know how to have that talk you know with him when I was you know when he was younger way young like elementary pre-k that kind of stuff so I that's what I said and in fact, the first person to ever call him a ninja was black and he did hit the child. But so that furthered the discussion. <laughs> um, but having those talks with him in, I, it was kind of like, you're black. People are jealous because you are better. Mm-hmm. They They may not like you. They may try to hurt you um they may say mean things to you or treat you whatever kind of way and if that happens you tell them your mother will kill them oh my god and you let me know i'm talking about you know when he was younger we just going through i'm just being honest like you know because i very much like don't don't make me shut it down you know Mm -hmm. um 
because I was very observant. I never forget when he had a birthday party. Um, I don't know. He was like second grade, third grade, whatever. And because of the area we lived at the time, you know, he invited his classmates and stuff. And one particular kid's name was Wyatt. So I knew Wyatt was not black. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know no black people named Wyatt. Okay. Right. Not saying it. Don't. So I called Wyatt's mom. And I said, I just want to make sure you know that my son is black because Cameron, you know, the name Cameron could be either way. Right. And she was like, oh, yeah, no, that doesn't matter. I was like, okay, because I, <laughs> I don't start. Oh, that won't be that far. You know, but I, I resent and they like remain friends. Like even when I see him now or his mom now we still um you know speak or whatever else so they remain friends you know associates i don't know what you call it they weren't like best friends but they were friends for a while Mm -hmm. and so um i had to have more talks about racism with with cameron when we would have his his best friend since first grade is half white half um chinese so people people would look really a certain kind of way at at him and, and say things. And, you know, I had to break people down and then break it down to them as kids, not understanding, especially because he looked more Asian. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the, he hadn't had that, that talking in a way, shape or form and didn't understand. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I broke it down to, to them in the situational way and when Cameron started driving I was like look there's this button right here you see a light push it you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. that alert so on and so forth don't move don't breathe you act like you don't speak English just stay still mama coming you know um and that's because where he was driving in the area that we live is very very small but you know truthfully I knew basically all the cops out here Right. I wasn't worried about him in our area. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't old enough to drive outside the area. That brought a whole other thing. Right. Um, but just having that talk. And the thing is, I didn't want to. I want him to be aware, but not fear, because I've always had this thing. And I did tell him, like, with me, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. Don't don't fear. Don't fear death because at the end of the day there's nothing you could do to stop to stop it that's true and so that's kind of how I went to it I said yeah they're stupid you know real stupid people on on all sides Mm -hmm. right but we just look at the one side and just say they just don't like you because you're black I don't care I said, you know, you do what you got to do in the situation. Try to remain calm, but fear nothing. Right. Period. Because I didn't want him riding around with that anxiety of fear. And and my husband has said he he fears more for for me than he does for my son. Wow. Um. Well, because there was an incident like many, I don't know, 2012 or whatever, that a cop pulled me over at nighttime on the interstate. I was happened to be on the phone with my friend and her friend who was a cop. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm on, on my my speaker mm-hmm. with the with another cop and my friend 
because we're all friends. And a cop pulled me over and I was I was going off because he had no right to pull me over and everything else. And um, that's, you know, that's there was what it was. And I got in the car and you know what? he said he was like you lucky you ain't on side the road somewhere or he ain't beat you i was like let me tell you one thing yeah y'all would know i, I promise on everything i love i i'm not i'm not scared to die i don't want to die i'm not scared to die right and i'm not i'm not gonna carry around a fear in my heart i'm gonna carry around an awareness of of me being being a black woman in in a world that looks at me a certain way but I'm not going to let it get so ingrained in me that it changes who I am and that's the one thing I I've tried to teach Cameron but I've also opened the gate so to speak to where I'll ask him you know I, number one I tell him don't watch the trauma porn okay because you already know what's what you know how it's going to turn out don't uh, don't you you know what it is so seeing right. it only only adds to what you already know mm-hmm. you know and I tell him but we I take the opportunity to have questions how are you feeling about this you know for him to let him get all his feelings out right. about whatever he saw whatever's going on to check on his mental health because who will burn the world down if they child feels some kind of way it's me Okay, um, I'm just saying, you know, like we didn't even talk when he was pledging. Okay, uh, but it was because I don't want him to fear. Like I, I want him to know that this, this is what it is. You know, that this is exactly what it is. Because the same people that try to talk about, you know black women or whatever you out here tanning and getting Botox, saline, that salt, and water. I don't know up in your lips. <laughs> if, if that's not jealousy, I don't, I I'm sorry. I don't know what it is. So I will not apologize for already being what others are trying to be, uh-huh. nor do I want him to feel like that. And I look at it like Benji, 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 a lot of people, you know, that's my little dog. Uh-huh. You know, Benji, uh, nobody's threatened by Benji. He looks like a little 17 pound mutt, right? Mm -hmm. Try him. Try him. Because in his heart, he has no fear. In his heart, he's as big as the big dog. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Regardless of how the world sees him or may treat him. And that's what I I want want Cameron to understand and I want him to know it's okay to say mom you know I feel this kind of way or this happened or that happened or whatever I want him to know the gate is open but I also want him to know that there's no no fear right there's no fear because at the end of the day son mama love you I will catch one behind you but you cannot control when it's your time to go and just know we gonna fight till the end yeah and I had to I had to do it that way because I didn't want him worrying about and this is across the board why you know really and and you want to know why because it doesn't make sense so if it doesn't make sense then that tells me you stupid how can you not how can you you don't like black people what's wrong with you you know what I'm saying stay out the sun then bro uh-huh. you know so 
that that's me hence the incident at the post office hence why I run across you know people ask me like where am I from because I'm not gonna you know lower my head or walk quiet or try to make myself small to make you comfortable period and you better stay six feet times six (laughs) I'm six feet you know so um and I just I had to that's what what works what has worked for me and and Cameron because of that has became that kid like you know with those okay uh people and I'm doing my air quotes that because some black person gave them a pass to say the n-word right because Cameron has had had incidents of that he'll 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 call me literally this just happened like a couple of months ago he'll he'll call me and he'll be like no, he called me before. It's like he foresaw what was going to happen. I don't know why. Long story short, but he did t- tell the dude, like, I don't know who you was around. They told you that was okay, but it ain't okay around me. I was like, that's that's how I know. That's my child all day. Mm-hmm. Period. He said it more polite than I have previously said it to other people. <laughs> um, You know, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like I, I want you to know that when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. Yeah. So you have you have nothing to fear. Period. You be aware of what's going on. You be aware of who your friends would be aware of who's looking at you, who's watching your pocket. Be aware of everything, and you better you better fight to the death. Period. And it, it, but to have that talk to say that it sucks, you know, and Craig actually a couple of years ago, um, can't remember when it was or what happened. He, he went through this thing and he, he wanted to sit down and talk with Cam. And so we, we sat down and Craig was like, you know, just be careful out there. Cause these cops and da 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 this, this, and this, and you know, cause that's what Craig felt like he needed needed to do because he felt felt that fear for cam and i had and you know they talk whatever and then i expressed my point of view Mm -hmm. you know and my husband fear you know he he fears for me and i tell him don't fear for me because i i when it's my time to go it's my time to go whether i'm 127 or just 100 (laughs) lord and 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 rather 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 however I die, I'm not going quiet. I think I think for Craig, that's more of what his fear is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, you know, like you know, God forbid, I get you know cancer or something of that nature, lose a leg or something like that. Oh, I'm fi- I'm fighting all in a hospital bed. Who you gonna know? I was here to the last moment. Yeah, I think that's his, his thoughts right there. <laughs> you know what? That's exactly why y'all can't y'all can't talk talk to him. That's exactly why he in a, it's somewhere else. And so with that being said, <laughs> and I think the man, what you, um, Queen um, Valencia, and I love something that you said is that we have to have these conversations with our kids, especially yeah. our boys. We we feel even more so obligated to have these conversations with them. Yeah. While at the same time reassuring them that they can live their life without yeah. fear. You know, we uh-huh. want them to be aware, but we uh-huh. don't want them to be afraid. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love that's you the hard it up. thing, that balance, you know? Yeah. Yep. And 
you know, you that's 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 the key though. That's that's the key. And as a, as parents, um you learn along the way, you know, what to say, what not to say, how to say it, you know, and those different things. And this is it's things you have to kind of play by by ear, even, you know, letting them ask questions or say how they feel or get it off their chest, uh-huh. you know, and know that they got mamas. Look, they got too many backwoods in Louisiana. Don't play. Back back roads that don't even have names. They just got numbers. Ask somebody. Oh, um, how how do you teach racial pride to your child without teaching racism or having them feel like I don't deal with those kind of people? You understand what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. because I I am a proud black woman. I would never want to have been born anything else i love my my beautiful brownness everything about being a black woman uh-huh. you know what i'm saying uh-huh. so how do you how do you teach them that without teaching them because yeah, of their yeah you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying i i think it just boils down to uh, for me a couple of things one i teach him you don't hate anybody yeah. If they're good to you, you're good to them. That that's to me that's just plain and simple. Do unto others as you have them do unto you. So if they're good to you, mm-hmm. you return that you don't bend you don't bend over backwards to try to make anybody like you or approve of anything you're doing. That's a no. I don't care what Definitely. color they are. Um and then I make sure that he understands and has a history of the black man. So I help him to understand that, first of all, the black man, black woman were the original and the first humans, the very first. So everything that you see has to have has to have come from us. I make Mm -hmm. him research and understand this country we in was founded on the backs of black folk. All of the stuff, the great inventions that we have to do now, we have the, the stop sign and the stop light and all these things, all of those open heart surgery, all of that was done by black people. So I help him understand the pride of what it is to be a black person, to be a black man and know what's in you and to mm-hmm. understand the kind of knowledge and the kind of drive and perseverance and strength that we have. You know, I let it get, it's fine. All the bad stuff that happened and yeah, we don't like it. But on the flip side of that, here's the great things that we've done. Here's the greatness that resides in us. This is the stock you come from right here. Mm. So I make sure he understands that piece. So yeah, you'd be proud to be a black man. Don't you ever take down and say, I wish I wasn't black. Baby, there's nothing better in this world to be. But now on the flip side, yeah, you don't hate anybody. If they come at you right, you deal with them right. So, you know, you, you can't say you hate the whole, because the whole race ain't like that. They All of them are not like that. And I'll give them that. Every one of them not like that. There are some that really absolutely hate the the, the prejudice and the hatred that is given to us. Mm-hmm. I said, and those are the it ones where you recognize all. them right. When you recognize them and you have some of those in your corner, you treat them like human beings as you treat each other like human beings. Now, I can't tell you that the other ones, you don't have to deal with them one way or the other. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's a matter of fear. They fear what they don't understand. And fear will breed ignorance every time. So they're ignorant. And you far above that. So you don't have to deal with that. So mm-hmm. I just make sure that he understands 
the 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 glory of being a black person. Mm. Queen Levine. Just reiterating um things that Queen Shannon said is having helping them to understand the pride that comes from our culture. You know, there are so many great things that people of color have done that you you have to just feel good about. Um, I reinforce their own intelligence, their own value, you know, their self-worth, making sure they understand who they are, not only where they come from, but who they are and what's in them. And as she said, making sure they understand you don't mistreat anybody because then you become like what you're hating. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't stoop to their level. You don't do the same thing they're doing. You don't hate on someone because no one, we, none of us, when we are born, have any decision. We have no choice as to how we enter this earth at what color. Mm-hmm. So we cannot hate on someone. So just re, you know, enforcing to them that we're going to love our neighbors, love on people, but it does not mean you have to invite them into your home. Exactly. So have pride in yourself. Love yourself and love others the same way. Mm-hmm. And I think just to kind of, you know, mix the gumbo, the roux up in here with our gumbo ingredients. Um, what I think we should do, people should do what I did is like teach, teach them their history beyond mm-hmm. slavery. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do believe like the school system, at least when I was in it, I don't know now. And I taught my son other things when, when it teaches slavery, it, it, uh, it teaches opp- opp- oppression. It teaches mm-hmm. like this, this group was able to enslave this group. Right. Mm-hmm. But you teach. And so unless you look and make a conscious effort to teach your children beyond that, then if they think they they started with slavery, that's a whole other mindset. So you have to, you know, teach them, you know, that part. And then once you know that they're they're getting that part, like daily seeing the, seeing the greatness, um, those things in them. Because if if I love me, then I don't even have time to hate you. There, that's it right there. Exactly. That's if, if I you know uh-huh. so and that's where why I've always like kind of fed that into Cameron mm-hmm. you know and that's what my mom did to me you know uh-huh. like I never was was jealous of somebody because of or felt some kind of way because of their color their race or whatever because my mom had instilled in me so much um love of of the skin I'm in mm-hmm. uh-huh that and I really didn't understand it till I got older and I saw issues other people had. Right. So I think that's that's the important part. So um one one last question and, and thank y'all so much. One last question is if, if a if a parent or somebody is like they know they need to have the talk. Um what age do you recommend and what do you recommend that they like say, or how do they start, you know, um, with that Queen Levon? Um, I think, 
I'm not going to say that there's no there's an age that's too early because to me I put that in the same category as with sex and drugs and everything else. You have to start teaching your kids early. If you're not sure what age, you really have to assess your environment and your surroundings and seeing what they're coming in contact with. Because mm-hmm. as I stated earlier, when I had the first talk to my son, you know, I wasn't expecting to have to talk to him at that age about, you know, racism. But if you encounter a situation, you may have to have that conversation and you have to detail the conversation to match the child's intellect. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't go into some deep history, you know, on a four year old. Right. You, know, you have to make it in their terms and their language. So but I don't think there's an age that is too early um, to start teaching them to um, love themselves, to love mm-hmm. the color of their skin, have pride in themselves and teaching them their history. Um, you know, saying, you know, just affirmations of how beautiful their skin is or, you know, you come from some good stock or your ancestors, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't think there's too early of an age, um, but I do think the conversation has to be um, detailed to match the child's intellect at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Queen Shannon. I, mean, I think Queen Levon said it perfect. Like, it, absolutely. um you know, you have to, to, like she said, please match their intellect because, yeah, I mean, it, you can give them some history, but depending on where they are in their with their their intellect and their mentality, you have to, you know, p- figure figure it around them, put it around how they can understand it, how they'll comprehend it, because it does you no good to have the conversation and they can't grasp what you're talking about, and they they can't really they they're not going to grow from that because they don't understand. So I. I 100% agree with that. And I honestly don't think that there's an age too young as well, especially depending, I'll say this, especially considering it's 2021. And I mean, my one-year-old niece knows how to grab her father's iPhone, turn it on and go to YouTube. Oh, wow. So um, one of my coworkers just had a baby yesterday and he's already holding his head up looking around. Mm. These children are coming out way too smart now. They're not the kids from when we were little and you got to hold their head. You got to do. No, they don't. They don't need you to hold their head anymore. They got it. They want you to move so they can see. Right. They want you to move so they can see what's going on in this world. They come out together. So I don't think. And as time progresses and time goes on, there's you don't need. There's no specific age. You're going to have to wait and say, oh, well, I'll wait till they get 16. No, that's going to be too late because by then the world, the rest of the world have already touched them. Through social media, through everything else, TV, everything else, the school, their friends, they're already exposed. So the earliest you can get them, and and even if you have to start by two, and like Queen LaVon said, some even simple affirmations at two when they start talking, I am a beautiful chocolate man. I'm a beautiful chocolate woman. Whatever it is, even start with affirmations so that they can start to even get that in their system, get that in their spirit, that they can start growing, and then you add on. I don't think there is a time that you can, you can, you can, oh, well, I can wait. Mm, no, they're coming out the womb looking at you, looking at you like, Ma, what's up? No. <laughs> Let, start the conversation then. Start right then speaking that into their life. You are a handsome a black man. You are intelligent. Start speaking that. And as they continue, keep going. And then you have that conversation as you can, as things happen. Because, I mean, truth be told, let's be real. Cops are shooting 12 year olds and killing them. So yep. let's yeah. let's let's understand that our children need to know before they leave the house what's happening yeah. out there. 
and manhandling kids at yes. school younger than that. Yes. The schools that have um the cops. Mm-hmm. cops. The resource officers, yeah. Yeah. You know. And they're even doing the girls like that, so they're no exception to that either. Mm. With that being said, I I say this. Um I concur. And if you are not black, maybe you should have those talks with your kids. Um, and of course, not in, in the way of acceptance, I guess, in, in the way of acceptance or, or those things or ask a black friend. If you don't have any black friends, put it in the comments on the show. How should I have this talk with my kid that's whatever um because what you what you don't want to happen is to find out later you've given birth to a racist Uh or your child comes home from being knocked out because they made a racist comment Uh um that's my five cents queens how can the audience um follow you queen shannon um, I can be followed uh shadonmusic.com is my website, the real Shadon, Instagram and Twitter, and Shadon on Facebook. Boom. Queen Levine. I am Levine Copeland on all social media um outlets and my website is levonecopeland.com. So just follow me, comment, co- um, and connect. Boom, Shakalaka. And um there's a great YouTube channel called Home. Home team history, I think that's what it's called. And it gives various aspects of black history that I think um and I do believe that they have like some kid videos on there, but it, it gives like it teaches you black history worldwide. Oh. So I think that is um a very and I will in the show notes it'll be there because I watch it, I'll send videos to my son different things like that because i'm learning stuff like mm-hmm. the guy did like great queens of africa oh i'm all for it mm-hmm. i'm all for it um that was one of the videos that you know but all just different videos so even if you don't know your your history or you want to learn more or those things i would start there his content is very family friendly and i'm saying him because that's the the voice okay could be a woman with a deep voice or something else i don't know sounds like a guy to me great channel um and another thing i want to say this in the words of um dr john henrik clark who i watched some of his videos he's long past on uh youtube i debate with my equals all others i teach Mm. Uh, period so me i'm not going to debate whether racism exists or how i should or should not deal with it as a black woman in 2021 i will instead teach you Uh with that being said have you had the talk yet how did you handle it you have questions on having a talk let us know you could comment 
and find us on uh, the Define You on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. Digest and apply accordingly. Chew up the meat, spit out the bones, whatever. Until next time, have conversations that mean something. You have been listening to Define You Radio after dark conversations. If you learn something, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with your friends, family, and foes. Make sure you go over to defineuradio.com and subscribe for monthly giveaways and more. 